Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode is brought to you by Whoop, the personalized digital fitness and health coach. John John and Nathan Florence have both been using Whoop for over three years now to balance their training both in and out of the water. Now, Whoop is introducing the all-new Whoop 4.0, the latest, most advanced fitness wearable on the market. Monitor your recovery, sleep, training and health, personalized recommendations, and coaching feedback with Whoop. Train smarter, recover faster, sleep better, and now feel healthy with Whoop. The all-new 4.0 is smaller, smarter, and designed with new biometric tracking, including skin temperature, blood oxygen, and more. The device also features an all-new smart alarm, designed to wake you up feeling refreshed and ready to take on the day. Plus, it was designed with their Anywhere technology, so you can wear it with their Whoop body sensor-enhanced technical garments. The all-new Health Monitor dashboard gives you a big-picture look at your overall health. Monitor key metrics like heart rate, resting heart rate, heart rate variability, skin temperature, and blood oxygen levels. Plus, see improvements in irregularities and vital signs over time. You can even export 30-day health trends to share with your coach, trainer, PT, PCP, or physician. The all-new waterproof device is free when you sign up for a Whoop 4.0 membership. For any members, if you have six months left of your membership on your account, you can upgrade now and get the 4.0 for free. And right now, Whoop is offering 15% off when you use the code BEACHGRIT at checkout. Go to Whoop, W-H-O-O-P.com, and enter B-E-A-C-H-G-R-I-T at checkout to save 15%. Hello and welcome to Dirty Water, episode 52. I'm Derek Riley, I'm with Charlie Smith, and today we welcome a San Francisco fall water whose board was destroyed by furious locals at Fort Point and left under the Golden Gate Bridge. In case you're not au fait with the scene at Fort Point, it has a cadre of locals, former surfer editor Steve Hawke, described simply as dicks. Anyway, a guest lost his board and got washed up on the rocks, where he was attacked by an angry local who jerks a rock above his head multiple times to slay the damn thing, a video of the event going viral. One month later, one of the feel-good stories of the year, our foilboarder returned to Fort Point with his jet boat and foilboard and rode several waves to glory, even referencing the Matthew Wilder song Break My Stride as he braved the torrid Fort Point surf scene. Today's guest, foilboarder, John Von Tesma. Hello, John. Hey, what's happening? Thanks for having me on your, uh, on your platform here. Oh, uh, we're, we're very excited to have you on our platform. Are you, so where are you? Oh, where I am. Yeah, I'm down in uh, Baja, um, Baja, Mexico, almost down in Cabo. There's a, there's a good windy town called La Ventana where I come for, uh, for my off season. And uh, I get to do a lot of wing surfing and kite surfing and then foil surfing. So do you, so, do, you do any real surfing, John? I'm sorry, do I what? Do you do any real surfing? Uh, not anymore. Nothing. You do, you do, you do I, not paddle. I, uh, paddle. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Is, is, is that what you're defining as real surfing? Um, I mean, sure. I, I have in the past. Semi-facetious. I, wait, sorry, go ahead. I'm being semi-facetious, but yeah, real surfing. Paddling out on a, oh, five, I'm going to say 5'11". A 5'11 thruster and catching waves. Yeah. 
Sure. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had that board before, actually. A nice fish. Yep. So, so uh, yeah, so John, tell us a bit about yourself. So you're a kite surfing instructor, four border, uh, San Francisco. Yeah, that's right. Been teaching uh, wind sports since 1998. Um, uh, and um, had my kite surfing school for 12 years in San Francisco. I've always loved surfing, love paddling, love being in waves. That's that's kind of like one of my favorite activities to do because it isn't related to my work. Um, and, uh, but all around, yeah, I love being in the wind, ocean, waves, all that stuff. Nice. So tell us about Fort Point. Okay. Um, great place to go catch some waves, get some good photographs feel the power of the opening of the Northwestern of the North American continent, really powerful, beautiful place. And what are the locals like? What's that? What are the, what are the locals like? How would you describe them? Oh, the locals, how would I describe the locals? Yep. Um, well, I don't know all the locals, of course. Um, uh, but yeah, there's some mean ones, some nice ones, some surfers, some foilers, um, yeah, kind of, uh, I guess in relation to the local, I guess he's a local that got a hold of my board and went to town on it. Um, I don't think I need to describe him. It's the, uh, the, the, uh, the writings on the wall for that guy. So talk us through that day, um, you know, how long you've been surfing and what happened, how crowded it was and how your board ended up on the rocks getting pounded by a man with a rock. Yeah. Okay, sure. So that session was probably the, it was the fourth session in, in two weeks in that start of the fall season. You know, that was like the, some good big, uh, winter swells started rolling up on the coast and uh, uh, me and a buddy got all, all excited to do some towing in. Um, I towed him to Fort Point um, in years past, so it wasn't new to me. Um, and uh, so I was all excited to go out there and uh, do some more, you know, keep, keep doing what I love and uh, keep going after, you know, a, uh, a great foiling spot. And um, so on this fourth session, so the other three sessions, I was catching a lot of waves. My friends were too, um, without event. Of course, the, some, some angry locals were, you know, booing us and, um, you know, shouting whatever. But in my, in my mind, just kind of, you know, close them out and just continue, you know, catching waves and, and uh, doing my thing. Um, so on this fourth session I had, um, my friend who had caught a couple waves, he asked me at the end of the day when the sun was, you know, getting pretty low, Hey, John, you want to try my board out? And, um, so I said, all right, sure. After feeling all confident and, uh, you know, cause I caught a bunch of waves in that session and other of the earlier sessions I had in those two weeks. Yeah, sure. I'll try out your board. Um, so. He tows me in, I let go, 
star of the wave is uh, is uh, is good. Liking his setup so far. I'm getting closer to where the the regular surfers are sitting, and that is at my point the time where I start to head left, or at least that's what my plan was. But on this new foil and new board, um, I realized how unfamiliar I was with riding it. So instead of heading left and heading outside the crowd like I had done on countless other waves, I realized that I was not able to. So in order to avoid hitting a couple surfers that were out to the left, I had to go right. And going right is heading towards the steeper part of the wave, more powerful. And as a foiler, when you head towards the steep part of the wave, you're going to get going faster. And as you get going faster, you have to press down harder with your front leg to uh, keep the board lower and the foil lower in the water and, um, and uh, try to prevent the foil from coming up out of the water, which if it does, you're wiping out because the foil's out of the water, you're, you're coming down. And so that happened to me because I was avoiding hitting a couple, um, I guess, outside sitting surfers. And so I headed right, board comes out, I wipe out. And um, I had been attaching my leash, a standard leash that was designed to go around the narrow part of your ankle. Um, I had been riding that with uh, um, above my calf because as I've been riding waves, the leash would catch the water, catch the water, and you know, a bit of an irritating kind of little minor tug to just kind of deal with. And so I raised it up and was catching a bunch of waves, and and uh, you know wasn't wasn't catching the water so much, so that didn't work. And so I did that with my friend's uh, foil board. And so as I had fallen and the board was, you know, getting pulled by the wave, passing over me and I was in the water, you know, being the anchor, um, the leash came off and in goes the board towards the rocks. I'm expecting all worried about, you know, the rocks doing its damage. And of course, you know, hitting some maybe leftover surfers at that time of day that was that, that were in the water. And probably even more prominent on my mind was the threat of that angry surfer who had been yelling at me throughout, you know, like the later part of the session, you know, I was worried about him coming after me. So I come up, you know, looking around, ready to take on a fight. And, um, and he wasn't there on the, on the first wave, but maybe like two or three waves later, you know, I was holding some breaths going down to avoid every other wave that was coming over top of me. Um, eventually that surfer, the bald white guy surfer comes in belly riding his board and is aiming straight for me. So I take another deep breath, go down, come up really ready to take on a fight now. And luckily he wasn't there, but of course I'm thinking, okay, he's going to, you know, maybe do something to my board, which I was also just worried about. Well, it wasn't my, it wasn't my board. It was my friend's board. And, um, so I'm worried about him taking hold of the board or maybe getting his posse or him just come out after me. Um, but luckily he didn't come out after me. I was not gonna go into the shore and try to take my board away because he was obviously you know, pretty psycho and, and uh, pretty angry at that point. And in the dying light of the day, I was seeing what the video shows of him grabbing rocks and just throwing them down on the board. And, uh, you know, I'm floating out there, you know, on the inside, I guess you could say, and still kind of, you know, floating around, taking waves on the head and looking at my buddy out on, out on, on the boat. 
and I eventually, maybe after five minutes of just kind of thinking about what I should do and, and, uh, decided to swim out to the boat and, uh, and my buddy's like, dude, you got to go in after my board. And I'm of course thinking, yeah, I want to get whatever's left over. Cause that's a very expensive foil and board that, you know, came off my, off my foot and, and, you know, basically it was my responsibility. And after just a little five minute powwow, I, uh, put on some booties cause at four point on the inside there where the water rolls up against the rocks, it's kind of treacherous for your feet. So I throw on some booties and I was kind of looking for some kind of thing to kind of protect myself against because I'm going into the lion's den here and uh, jump off the boat, swim to shore, walk the shoreline, looking for the board that maybe was just left to just wash around. Didn't find the board. So I crawl up on the, on the cement steps that are at Fort Point, get up to the parking lot level. You know, and it's, it's definitely pretty dark at that point, still kind of on guard to kind of take on a, on a uh, parking lot fight or uh, some kind of ambush, but nothing like that happened. And uh, so, so, so after, John, John, tell me, how, how are you preparing for the, uh, for the expected ambush and fight? Were you kind of crouching? Were you ready to? Yeah, well, I probably would have ran away because I did not have any weapon with me. Um, I figured I was, you know, uh, <laughs> ready to just, yeah, run away, jump in the water, get off to my boat. If, 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 uh, some people were there ready to get violent on me, but I didn't see anyone. I found the board sitting just in the corner off to the side of the street. So I was stoked to see that because, you know, I want to bring back something for my buddy because it was his setup. Um, and the board was, you know, pretty crunched up, destroyed, but the foil was not in very bad shape, really. I mean, in the video, it's really funny how, uh, these guys went to damage the board, obviously not knowing about the value or the value or there were the importance of the foil and they just crushed the board. Um, Images, and, huh? uh, and the foil was in pretty shape. And, uh, so I, I brought the whole kit back to the boat and, uh, and then, uh, yeah, just, just went home and, and, uh, yeah, what wasn't a great feeling. Do you, do you understand the anger directed towards what you were doing or no? Is it, was it totally misplaced? Uh, no, I was expecting that like years ago when I towed in, I had same kind of yells. And so, um, ever since I've, I mean, I've, I've towed in there probably, uh, five, six times. And, uh, you know, there's always going to be haters. I know the surf aggro thing. Um, you know, that's what kind of, uh, pushed me out of surfing certain spots. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really not these days very proud to come out and say, yeah, I'm a surfer. Um, I enjoy the ocean and, you know, I use it not only for the waves, but for the wind and I love sailing and swimming. Um, but yeah, I mean, sure. I, and I know it's limited resource, these waves, and you have to you know, perform well to get the good waves and you have to respect the rule, the first one closest to the curl. And, um, uh, I mean, yeah, I've, I understand the rules and, um, and, uh, the whole towing thing. Yep. There's, there's going to be a lot of, you know, arguments on both sides and, um, I see foiling, um, in certain conditions to be, um, uh, to, uh, to, to, to occur without causing 
any real, you know, problems at Fort Point and a lot of other places. It's, you know, and I like to point out how skiing on snow back before snowboarding came to uh, popularity, um, how that was, you know, taken as uh, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of resentment with the early, you know, snowboarding movement. And um, it's, uh, I mean, there's, there, there's no, there's not gonna be any final, you know, uh, answers. There's not gonna be any final resolvement to this because there's all kinds of emotions. There's all kinds of conditional situations where like, if it's small at Fort Point, I'm not towing there because that means the boat or the towing vehicle and me are going to be close to the quote lineup. And um, there's, yeah, so I'm not going to, you know, put the boat at risk. I'm not going to put, you know, surfers at risk for getting close and making the wake and disturbing the waves and da da da, all that close quarter stuff. But when it's big and the bigger the better at Fort Point, have you guys served Fort Point? Never. No. Yeah, so I'm in San Francisco, nice in San Francisco oh. there's so many other fun things to do. Yeah, sure. Yep, to each his own. I mean, you know, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of different injuries, a lot of different conditions. So, um, so many saunas. Yeah, like, so many saunas to visit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice pack. It's a place. Yeah. A lot I of love- opportunity, a lot of different things. So, John, tell me, what, what, what was your friend like when um, you brought his board back on the boat? Was he in tears or? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a very hardcore uh, wind. Uh, I guess you could say, yeah, waterman. He's had boats his whole life. Um, he's not so much of a um, you know paddle surfer, but he's he sailed the coast of Baja on a thirty-five uh, foot catamaran, and yeah, grew up on boats from the Bay Area. He's worked on charter boats. Uh, he's been kiting for a bunch of years. He's now gotten into the wing foiling um, activity. Um, and yeah, of course he yeah, he was destroyed because he paid a lot of money for that. That's a Mike's Lab foil, probably 2,500 bucks. And the board was uh, uh, like 1,500 bucks. Hmm. And uh, yeah, you could say it was his baby. And of course I felt bad. I ended up paying him for the board um, just recently met him down here in Baja. And so I took responsibility for the damage, paid him back. So how much did you pay him back? 1500 bucks. Well, that's kind of like the retail. Um, I paid him 900 bucks. Shit. That's an expensive surf, huh? It's expensive. What? That was an, that was an expensive, um, surf. It was sure. It was. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to get the money back from the guy who destroyed it. I did file a police report, but unfortunately, there was no identification that could be made on the guy. That's what the police officer said. Well, yeah, that's great. We got you on record, you know, in a Tommy fashion, but we can't do anything because we don't know who the guy was. Do you, you know? do you feel, was there any justification for uh, that guy's action or was that guy totally out of line? No. Yeah, no, because yeah, he, he went violent, destroyed someone's property. You know, in this day and age, you have a conversation, you get on social media, you, um, 
you know, approach it in a nonviolent manner. But I was, I'm, but I'm not surprised because I know the surf culture, you know, and the lawlessness of surfing. That's kind of what draws me to this uh, culture is, you know, like it is a place where you can, uh, yeah, go out on a limb, drop in on someone if you want to. If you think he's not going to make a section, you drop in and you get the great ride and you go home stoked. Um, uh, I'm not saying that that's, well, I mean, yeah, if you see a section falling and you see a great continuation of a wave, yeah, go for it. It's yours. Um, and, but that's the greatness of this whole subject. There's always going to be um, someone's opinion that's going to just, uh, you know, come over your opinion. And it's, it's, there's never going to be a, a, a finite resolution to all this. But I'm out here telling my story. Um, and yeah, express my viewpoints, you know, with you guys. And, what are, uh, what are the people in your corner who yeah. think you were, you were in the right here? Uh, what do, what do they say to you? Yeah, they say that, yeah, like I'm not causing any problems because the boat's staying far outside. There's always been that thing. Oh, the boat's right in the lineup. No, it's not. It's out there. And, um, and ex on every ride, except for that last ride, I was, me and my friends, foiling friends were staying outside of, of the lineup. And that's the beauty of the foil. Do, do, do you guys foil surf? I have before. Derek? No. <laughs> yeah. So, and you can probably see it. I mean, I'm, you guys have seen it, right? We have such projected speeds and distances that we can be so far out on such a slopey, unbreaking wave. And it's still a great thrill to be going fast and, getting a very long ride and any soft breaking shoulders on waves around the world, um, point break style, you know, give that shoulder continuation. And, and that's where with foil surfing eyes, you're thinking about, you know, venturing out to, to a spot that, yeah, maybe close to the peak. Yeah. There's going to be the, you know, surfers that are dropping in steep and deep and foils have a hard time dropping in steep and deep, but, you know, some kind of softer break. There's no space. There's no barrel. Um, well, and the, the super foiling athlete can handle some of that. So uh, um, I got off on a tangent there, but uh, um, uh, sorry. Yeah, but um, there's isn't, there's isn't there of, always the temptation though? I mean, isn't that isn't there always the temptation? You're on a good wave, just to stick with it. Where all these other surfers sitting there thinking. Look at this guy. Uh, as a foil surfer? Sure. Like, yeah, it, you, it, could, you could say like, oh, I'm going to kick out and whatnot and all fine and good. But what about, okay, but I'm, I'm going to milk this thing and I don't think these guys are going to catch it. And, you know, like. Yeah, I, oh, sure. I mean. And, and yeah, and you know that. Yeah. As a foil surfer, I mean, you're out on such a slopey, like the white water's nowhere near. And. And, you know, like a stand-up board on like a huge board and, you know, strong paddler. Yeah, maybe he can get into it. But, um, yeah, so you can kind of be close to like the guys that are sitting waiting, but they're not turning around. They're not paddling for this wave because they're not going to, because they know they're not going to get it. They're not going to waste their energy paddling. Um, and where the foil can be just flying on by. And that's where it becomes, you know, like the safest way to just keep foiling on just something so like mellow, mellow, sloped, flattened, but there still is energy. 
Um, and you can just extend your ride so much further. And then you have the pumping thing, which is great exercise. It's always, uh, it always blows my mind at how the pumping works. And if it's, it just, it feels, it feels great and gets me stronger to just, you know, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy my youth while, while it's here. <laughs> so, um, so what rules do you operate under? So if you catch a set from out the back before it's even broken, and then you get to that dreamy yeah. little section of four point, do you flick off before that or do you keep going? Sometimes every wave's different. Um, you know, where the, where there's other surfers waiting influences me to kick out or not. Um, what kind of ride I had before. Um, I guess, yeah, if there's no surfers in my line where I would be interested in going, and again, with foiling, your world has opened up so much more to take this line, change your mind, and I want to start turning, I want to go back, and then, oh, he's getting, I don't want to get too close to him, I'm going to turn around, and then if, if the wave is still there to push you, if you have the energy to pump and to get like an extra 20 seconds all the way back to the parking lot, then you go for it. I mean, it's kind of like decisions on a whim, just like, are you going to go up high and hack this vertical section and, and off the lip? And are you going to cut back? Are you going to tuck in and get barreled? Um, you know, it's all those split second decisions that foils make, but I guess you could say it's to like that hardcore, you know, shortboard till I die mentality. Um, it can seem, I don't know, lame or boring or, uh, yeah. And there's where the difference of opinion, you know, whatever craft is on here that you're standing on, you know, have fun with that, however you want to and allow other people to whatever they want to ride on as well. So, so the night you went, so that night you went home when you're laying in bed, were you plotting all sorts of revenge? My, my revenge was to go back out there and get another ride. Um, which I did. Um, I, I hadn't really jumped on social media to go against or just to state my story. I like this, this concept more. I like this platform more to have a back and forth conversation to hear my, my tone, have this, you know, live conversation, hear my story out. You know, you, you can't put that on social media comments, the one, two liners. I'm not about to spill a paragraph out typing. Um, so, but yeah, my, my revenge is this local, that instant was not going to, steer me away from doing what I, I guess, selfishly want to do, what I see as non-threatening. Um, and, um, and I was able to do it. And so I'm stoked and it's, I, I, I see more opportunity to go out there, you know, like the bigger the waves, the bigger the swell, the better. If it's ebbing, there's no surfers anywhere near because if it's ebbing there, servers get pulled out. I almost got pulled out one time and one and almost was unable to paddle back in because of the outgoing current that occurs when it's ebbing. And on all those sessions, this last, I guess that was in November, maybe December I, I was out there, but on all those sessions, it was ebbing. And no servers are sitting out there. There is no lineup where the boat's driving through. The lineup servers are sitting on the inside where the current, like you, you just see them at the margin of, of, of the current where if you paddle out a little bit more, you're getting sucked out, you got to paddle in to get out of the current. Um, so, uh, and the bigger swell allows the towing 
vehicle to stay out even further from the surfers and get them to settle down on their complaints because we're even further out and then and uh and it's it's a non-disturbance for them so how long after the your board was destroyed did you go back and have another swing at it yeah when was that i know um uh, 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 well maybe you got you guys have you know the internet's bad down here i haven't been able to pull up the that you know when that video was posted um but here, let me look at dates here. I, Cause I, I did come down to Baja for like a little five way, five day trip. Um, oh, I think it was, cause I came back from Baja and then I saw that swell come up. I was like, oh, this is my redemption session opportunity. And um, I think it was one month later. I that, sorry? I think it was around one month later, the looks of it. Okay, yeah, that sounds about right. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at my dates here and I think I came back on yeah san francisco san jose del cabo i came back it was tuesday december 14th nice <clears throat> and you called it your redemption session your redemption yeah. session yeah because i messed up i definitely take responsibility for not putting the leash where it properly should be for not being extra conservative in riding this unfamiliar board and foil conservatively meaning just kick out early stay further outside um so i needed to redeem myself to me and i guess you could say to every interested person party out there that um you know was was looking at me as like a, a you know a bad uh dangerous unconsiderate person and what was the response like when you, um, you know, posted the redemption video? It was mixed. I definitely got some continued condescending comments made. Oh, you got to be careful. What are you doing out there? Not respecting the lineup and the boats through the lineup and like, can't believe it. And, and then to the, yeah, nice job. Even the, the one that's most memorable was one who was... I think it was a female. I can't remember why I thought that, but she had been directed to, to my page and she's like, uh, so-and-so um, pointed, wanted me to go and check your page out for inspiration. And I took that as like, yeah, bad thing happened, but I'm going to keep moving on and doing what I do. And uh, so that was kind of cool. Um, but my, I, I'd say... I would think, you know, most surfers who haven't foiled are going to be on that side of the line that is looking at this as dangerous, disrespectful, get out of here, kook, and foilers. And I have friends on both sides. Um, I probably have these days more foiling friends because, like I said, I've kind of removed myself from the classic, you know, board on water surfing. Um and they understand I guess they've kind of known me through the years and um but they've they've sided with me in in seeing that the boats was far out it's not in the lineup you know the boats out there and then and then on all the other rides that I've had it was I stayed out of the lineup and and it was uh and they just I guess say carry on John like yeah it's too bad that last ride happened the way it did but you know, 
I guess, you know, keep, keep doing what you're doing. Do you ever uh, pedal foil? Um, you know, I, I do have aspirations of trying it now and then. Last time I did paddle foil was, uh, I was on the, I was in Oahu for a good part of November and I took out a longboard and, uh, yeah. Well, oh wait, I'm sorry. Paddle foil, you said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah actually foil, yeah. today, this morning. I was, sorry. I thought you paddle. So yeah. I was out paddle foiling this morning down, uh, here in La Ventana. Had a great day. I was out paddle foiling, caught, caught a bunch waves and then I was out wing foiling when the wind picked up and yeah paddle foiling I, I don't know I, I've caught some big waves getting towed in on Oahu um this last November that was pretty pretty tip top but I definitely appreciate and respect someone who paddles in to a wave um unless it's just big I mean I'll I'll, I'll say this when I was over in Oahu there were a ton of tow teams like just regular Joe tow teams they have their jet ski there's a couple guys that are going on their jet ski they're towing into you know bigger waves smaller waves and um you know I guess it's the foiling movement continues and um you know the beauty of the foil you can just catch all these little waves and get rides and and you're outside and you're moving around and just feeling that sweet glide of a foil and there were a ton of foil teams out at Holly Ava Harbor that were putting in and uh um uh so is there there's that side is, there the, of it that, is there the same sort of localism in the foiling community as there is in surfing like do foilers get angry at each other locally no they don't i mean sure I, well i haven't witnessed it i have not witnessed any foiling arguments um like in the water yeah because like go, linking back to what i was saying as, as a foiler Oh, this guy could be my way, but I'm not going to allow him to get into my way because I can do a loop around him and I don't need to be close. Okay, sure. I would have maybe liked to feel five more hour, five more miles an hour of speed if I did take that line where I would have run into him, but I don't want to run into him. He doesn't want me to run into him. I'll just go around him. No big problem for me as a foiler. I guess you could say we just, yeah, there's no, there's, there, there's not as much, uh, uh, initial, you know, angst, um, because surfers and we need to be closer, traditional on water surfers need to be closer to that powerful part of the wave. And so, you know, there's that tighter concentration of closeness that you have to, you know, um, be in. Um, and yeah, like no big deal. I'll, I'll catch another one. Like it's, especially if you're towing around, you got a jet ski to pull you in. Like I experienced on North shore, like, um, nah, didn't experience, haven't, haven't run into any personal, um, confrontation. Not, not the way I have in all my years of regular surfing. It's funny. It, it surprises me. And I guess it shouldn't how many uh, good surfers have gotten into foiling and have pretty much shelved their, um, <clears throat> not literally shelving, mm -hmm. but have put away their, uh, surfboards. Cause it's a way, it is a way of getting away from the crowd. So. Sure. That's right. Yeah. That, I guess that's initially a big thing that, that drew me into it. I mean, I, I've been, I was kite foiling for probably three years, four years before I got into the surf foiling thing. Um, and yeah, you just look at waves differently. I'm sure you've heard that story, right? You just look for little pitch-ins, like, you know, swells just break on underwater rocks, just throw a larger white cap, you know, and that's, 
that's all you need. If you got this quick jump up skills, you got a good wing underneath you, good foil to just carry on your propulsion down when that swell just, just, you know, sucks up that white water and there's no more white water breaking. And um, yeah, there's no one around. And, and it's, it's a great new challenge these days to, I guess, you know, be on that frontier and just see all these other waves that, I mean, we, we all know, we all feel it as a regular surfer. Oh, it's crowded. I'm not going to go. Oh, the, all, all the bros are out. Oh, you know, and then you put on your game face, put on your gear face and take it on anyway. And um, yeah, with foiling, I mean, yeah, sure. Some of that's there, but um, it's not going to be as concentrated at least in the near future. Who knows what will happen down the road in years to come. I don't think foiling will ever be as mainstream as surfing. It's too expensive. It does kind of have that scary attitude about it, you know, the shark wings and stuff. But um, there's going to be a pretty popular, strong contingent that's, you know, going to be lasting through the years to come. Last question here, John. Do you see foiling as enlightened compared to surfing? And second part, do you think that foiling will take over surfing as the primary wave riding vehicle the can you ask the first question the uh, the sound went out for a second i got the second one ah shit hang on i'm not hearing anything hold on save your breath <laughs> no no i think we i think oh, lost, is, lost his. he's back chess is back is okay. is surfing okay do you see foiling as more enlightened than surfing is surfing like the dark ages and oh um okay yeah i got you all right um i wouldn't say oh, arcade now we hit the enlightenment and go yeah okay i, I got you I, I got the question um i mean it's definitely new age foiling i mean it's amazing i mean right you're just like levitating over water you're riding on ocean curvature that as a regular surfer you thought would be impossible it's just it's super awesome you're like how is that happening you know i mean even these days you know i go to i go out surfing foiling and i come back and people are coming up to me like how does that work oh my gosh like it's amazing i think everyone thinks that but then there's other layers that want to take it down but anyway so but sir but regular surfing you can get super radical you know doing airs you know the approach to off the lip and super hard carves and spraying water. I think when foiling can start spraying water, I think that's going to got going to get a lot of attention. Um, and we're starting to wings are coming out of the water and they're spraying water. So that, Ooh, wow. He's ripping hard. Right. Cause look at that spray out of the water. Ooh. Um, I don't think so. Second part to your question. I don't think foiling is going to ever get more popular than surfing because it does require some certain training. It kind of is, dangerous to take on at first um yeah um you know just like surfing is, is always going to be king to pair compared to kiting and windsurfing it does cost a little more money as well um but there's going to be a lasting niche that's going to be you know sought after by and it, it kind of requires a little more you know dedication it's it's harder to stand up on a foil board than it is your you know, nine foot, 10 foot board, you have to be dedicated, you have to be determined, you have to be, you know, you have to want it, you have to be motivated, you have to be athletic. Um, and, uh, you know, so it's, it's, I guess it's kind of reserved for that special, you know, 
person, that, that mentality to just, you know, wants to, wants to fly. <laughs> and John, um, can I ask, what would you say to the local who um, smashed up your buddy's board? Do you have a message for him? Hmm. Ooh, good question. Good question. <laughs> um, I'd like him to pay me back for breaking my board. And I'd like to give him a foiling lesson. <laughs> How's that? Would he, to get the foiling lesson, would he need to pay the $900? <laughs> yeah, he would. Yeah. It's got a, it's got a, it's some <laughs> catch. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. If he pays me 900 bucks, I'll give him a free foil surf lesson. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Hey, thanks for your time, John. Appreciate it. Yeah, guys. Yeah. I know. So, um, so yeah, this is beach grit, but okay. I was thinking this was going to be another podcast. I, so I, I walked into this thinking it was going to be, uh, yeah, something else, but Hey, that's cool. <laughs> what did you think it was going to be? Yeah, no, there's, there's other, you guys do podcasts. Yeah, we do. We did. Well, Chaz does one with, um, David Lee Scales called the grit. You might've thought it was that. That's a little, that's oh, a little bit more prolific. Grit. The grit. Oh, this is beach grits. Yes. Yeah. So we're doing yeah. so Chad. Yeah. Yeah. So Chad, um, I yeah, I have a friend. I think we have a mutual friend um in San Francisco. Uh shit, what's his name? Uh Ashton Brian. Brian. <laughs> Brian McDonald, right? Brian. Yes. Oh yeah, I know Brian. Okay, yeah. He was the guy that that uh pointed me to to your podcast um and uh yeah because I, I i sent an email out out to you after you did one podcast and then and then i never got a reply and then i got the instagram message you know it'd be nice if this was closer to the actual you know board smashing occurrence but anyway yeah so okay so i was so yeah you understand my confusion because this is beach grit but then there's also the grit podcast very confusing. very it's all very confusing all right well that that's cool you guys are associated you know you're linked up and uh um i mean yeah i'm i'm excited to just yeah let my story be known you know i told i i told the truth and uh and um you know i i, I definitely harness a lot of the blame um but it's uh you know, the other part is just how I feel about it being uh, definitely a, 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 you know, allowable place to foil. And, um, um, you know, I want to continue doing it. So. John, can, can you sing us out with Break My Stride? Oh, <laughs> I, know. I don't even know the words very well. I just know that being. Yeah, can't, and nobody can't nobody hold me down. Oh, oh no. no, I got to keep on moving. Keep on Ain't nothing going to break my stride. Keep going. Can't keep nobody hold me down. Oh, oh no, no. I, I got, got to, to keep, keep on, on moving. You're on the road, Nate. Oh, Pray it, Mass. <laughs> You're beautiful, John. Yeah. Thank you. All right. All right, guys. Cool. Take it easy, yeah. man. All right, guys. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> happy New Year's. Happy Happy New Year. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Feliz años.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.